EM Board Bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast where we try to switch it up with board studying, make it a little bit more fun. I am Iltafat Hussein. I am joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. Um, for every 10 to 15 minute episode, we give you some high yield board knowledge. Uh, one of the things we like to have is come for the stems, but stay for the content. We also have a website, emboardbombs.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you know when the podcasts are released. We have a bunch of free stuff on there as well, like handouts and topics and references to the pod. We also encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us some cool reviews. Hey, Dr. Briggs, you ready for this topic? I sure am. All right, so this is one that 100% is going to be on your boards. Let's start with the stem. You are called by EMS to the bedside of a recently arrived patient who presents with shortness of breath from his home after he was attempting to have his own fireworks show. He had periscoped the event on his Twitter feed with the hashtag wake the neighbors, comma. However, he had an old iPhone 5 that didn't have a good zoom function, so these fireworks that he was lighting were prematurely detonated. He had a bunch, and apparently some of them were stored in like boxes and crates and whatnot. All of them went off. He was knocked backwards and lost consciousness. EMS arrived, and they found him having headaches, tinnitus, and blood from his right ear. Which of the following is true? A, lack of otologic damage basically excludes serious blast injury to other organs. B, Steroids have been shown to reduce mortality from pulmonary blast injury. C. Lung contusions are most common form of lung injury. Choice D. Tertiary blast injury is the most common cause of death. Correct answer here is C. Lung contusions are the most common form of lung injury. Hey, Dr. Briggs, take it from here. All right, blast injury, let's talk about it. So, blast injury... It is going to be a hot topic on boards. It already is. Um, this is something that you're going to see in every board review book. Uh, even shout out to Rosh Review, Rebel EM. You're going to see that stuff on their websites. This is a common, tested board topic. You would agree, Dr. Hussein? So 100%, again, like I mentioned before, it's going to be on your boards. And the weird thing with blast injury is you kind of need to know that weird, like, epi stuff here. Absolutely. So let's hit it. Remember that blast injury is an explosive force from basically some type of solid liquid. So we're going to do a nice shallow kind of overview, and then we're going to take a deep dive into each type of wave and what happens. So primary blast, these are basically air from the blast that's hitting you. So you think that obviously air hitting you at a heavy force, this is the stuff you see when you see explosions, when that all the dust kind of moves around the explosion, that is that blast wave of air, pressurized air that's shooting out. And you know, a lot of websites go into detail about the differences between shearing forces and stress forces of the air. None of that matters. The boards are never going to ask you anything like yeah, that. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, it's interesting to know if you want to learn that stuff, but it's definitely not going to be in the boards. And you need to think, what are going to be organs that respond to this air wave? Well, think organs with air in them or tissue. So the top three, which we'll get to later, will be ears, lungs, and the GI tract. So basically hollow viscous or things with air in them in a pressurized compartment. So GI tract, lung, ears. Think those. And we'll come back to those in a minute. Secondary blast. This is when objects are hurtling towards you from that blast wave. 
Um, and this is going to be the most common cause overall of morbidity and mortality because they have a greater range than the primary wave. So you may be out of the range from this primary, you know, air force of blast wave, but if an object was thrown from the blast site, you could be a little ways away out of the primary blast zone, but you can get hit. This is going to hit a far more amount of people. Tertiary blast is when you're thrown. You're thrown yourself from the blast. Pretty straightforward stuff. Quaternary blasts, these are going to be associated with injuries with the blast. This is like the most nebulous, kind of weird category, um, and that means it's going to be the lowest yield. Uh, I've never seen a question getting into uh, the basics of, and basically no. that's because, yeah, that's because it's like such a, a hodgepodge of basically things associated with blast injuries. So think about burns, think about lacerations, think about radiation exposure. So basically these are, I would like to say, uh, environmental injuries. That's the way I put on this. So quaternary blast injury is environmental. Let's just summarize that really fast, I think, before we go on. Remember that primary blast injuries, these are going to be air from the blast hitting you. Secondary blast injury, this is objects coming towards you and hitting you. Tertiary blast injury, you are thrown. And then the quaternary blast injury we just talked about is a nebulous category of just environmentally associated injuries. Right. And, and so really what you need to know, honestly, is the primary and secondary Absolutely. Uh, wouldn't you say, Blake, Absolutely. Uh, so make it even more basic for you, for the boards at least, no primary, secondary. We're going to talk about certain things from a morbidity mortality standpoint for each that are critical to know. Absolutely. So moving on, let's get into the further details here. So, of course, obviously you're going to do A, B, C, D, E's with the trauma ATLS, but let's skip all that. That's not the point of today's question. So let's talk about the organs and tissues in order that are damaged with primary blast because this is getting into the meat of what you're going to be asked about besides the general you know what type of waves are hitting you sort of thing so ears ears are the number one most common injury from primary blast wave deafness and tinnitus or if you're dr hussein tinnitus tinnitus um if you're from <laughs> the midwest i was wondering if you'd catch that <laughs> <laughs> we need to look up we need to look up how the proper way to say that is i know, I know. it's like can it's like a cannibal signs all over again I know. Canaval signs. Not want to get caught up in that. And the Liz Franck, the Liz Franck injuries. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Per Google. Per Google. For Mayo. Oh, Mayo Clinic. Okay, we have to trust Mayo Clinic. All right, deafness and tinnitus. These are temporary things. They're extremely common. If they're persistent, though, hours later or days later, we need to think about a tympanic membrane rupture. But instead of waiting days later, you should be checking tympanic membranes. So here's the thing. This is a double-sided issue. 40% 40% of blast lung patients have normal tympanic membranes. That is a big, big board bomb stat. So on the board test questions, cool. if they say, this is a big thing. This is a big thing. I don't want anybody confused on this. If you do have like TM rupture, it certainly does indicate Absolutely. worsening morbidity and mortality, right? Absolutely. So, so you definitely uh, need to check, and it's yeah. definitely predictive. But just because it's negative, do not automatically assume this patient's going to be fine. Exactly. So... 100% true, Dr. Hussein, is always on the money. So basically, the tympanic membrane rupture is a great screen test for you to look at them and say, hey, they have a tympanic membrane rupture. There is a much higher chance this patient has serious internal organ damage. If it's negative, if they don't have tympanic membrane rupture, still have that high index of clinical suspicion, though. All right, lung is the second most common injury out of these primary blast waves. Body armor, as we talked about, is not protective of this. That includes Kevlar armor and suits. Chest x-ray and CT, they're going to show various things that you're going to not need to know. The only thing you need to know is that 
the most common injury, and this is the correct answer in the answer choices, is that lung contusions are the most common form of lung blast injury. So you're going to see interstitial and alveolar filling defects. These are like key words they love to talk about. Air bronchograms, um, which basically is the most nondescriptive thing I've ever heard of. And basically that <laughs> the air bronchograms, seriously, when radiology know, comments on those, it's like various air bronchograms. I'm like, what do you want me to say about that? What does that mean? So air, air bronchograms is basically, quote unquote, here's, you ready for the high yield word of the day? Let's hear it. Butterfly pattern. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. This is going to be on the test. This is going to be what you're going to see. They're going to show you a picture, or you're going to need to look for this buzzword that it looks like a butterfly in the lungs. Basically, you have this like, you know, um, radiating pattern of lung contusion out from the center, from the interstitial area, and then you have air bronchograms that form on the periphery. <laughs> and it's but a butterfly pattern. So you're going to have a butterfly I, I pattern. I just keep of thinking lung of the butterfly effect. But, I just oh, keep thinking. Good. I thought so too. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, good movie. So butterfly pattern, butterfly that, pattern. You know the guy who um, had the whole butterfly effect and came up with it. I recently passed apparently. Oh, the guy who really, who, yeah, who did like the research behind it. Hmm. Just uh, anyway, fun facts. So I, Why don't you Google that yeah. while I keep talking? So butterfly pattern, air bronchograms. Lung contusion is the most common form of blast lung. All right. So the radiographs are actually pretty darn good. They're positive usually at the time of arrival to the ED, but patients could be asymptomatic. So the radiographs are good, but remember, have that high index of clinical suspicion when someone comes in because patients can be asymptomatic early on. And, you know, I like to relate this kind of, it's not really ARDS, you know, ARDS technically, but it's similar to that. These are lung contusion people. So maybe in the immediate moment, I like to think about them and kind of simplify it all. But these are going to be people that may initially look good and then they, you know, desat, they look a lot worse, and then they might need intubation. When you intubate them, you're going to do, you know, mech vent with positive pressure ventilation, lung protective setting. So you treat them like an ARDS kind of patient. Um, what else can you see on the x-ray? You know, obvious stuff like a pneumothorax, a hemothorax, pulmonary edema, pneumomediastinum would be classic. Basically, let's simplify that even more. You're going to see air or blood anywhere. Um, if you have lung injury with this butterfly pattern, <laughs> hey, we need to focus. I just have a mental to... image of a kid who just like <laughs> taking notes, like just wrote like African ideology of butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> so GI injury, GI injury is the third most common by third most common. It's pretty rare. It's going to happen with the above injuries. If this happens, pretty much it's associated with lung blast lung and you know tympanic membrane rupture. So the colon is at greatest risk. So you're going to look for peritonitis on these people, free air, rigid abdomen, pretty straightforward stuff. There's not much further to say about this. These people are going to need surgery because of a uh, you know open viscous. You could do a fast exam on these people or an upright X-ray. We won't get into further details about that. Basically, the high yield organ to be aware of is the lung, as we mentioned. So if a patient um, has these injuries and they come in, steroids are not going to help them. And that's one of the answer choices. Choice B, steroids have not been shown to reduce mortality from blast lung injury. These people need to be put on a ventilator, you know, lung protective settings and their supportive management, which the question will not get into details about. The question is going to focus on what blast waves are there, what are the organs that are affected, and what classic patterns do you see in blast lung? That's what they're going to ask you. So let's quickly go through the answer choices. So choice A said that the lack of otological damage basically excludes serious blast injury to other organs. That's false. Um, just because of the absence of tympanic membrane rupture, for example, you could still, you know, 40% of patients can still have blast lung. 
We already talked about choice B, which was steroids. They have no effect here, no place here. We talked about choice C, which was correct, which meant that lung contusions are the most common form of blast lung injury. And then choice D said that tertiary blast injury is the most common cause of death, and that's false. Um, That's not true. Secondary blast waves or secondary blast injury actually is technically the most common cause of morbidity and mortality, and that's objects being thrown towards you. Now, remember that the most common cause of death from primary blast waves is blast lung, but the most common cause of death overall from blast injury is secondary blast injury. That's where they'll trip you up. Just what you said right there in the last 20 seconds, and and that's where they'll get you. Can you repeat that one more time? Absolutely. So remember that the most common cause of death in primary blast injury is going to be blast lung. But the most common cause of morbidity or mortality overall in terms of all patients overall. from blast injuries overall are secondary blast waves. Sounds good. You took a long pause there. Were you thinking? No, I just wanted to settle in. You know, I wanted to marinate. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's just it's one of those things, right? Because from a board standpoint, some of these things you just have to memorize in weird ways because – even though you obviously know what to do with that patient who comes into your ER, like you, you also need to know how to be able to answer it in the complicated ways that they want to ask you on the boards. So, absolutely, but not for our listeners. Not nope. for our, listeners. our listeners are the smartest. They are <laughs> because they chose to subscribe to our podcast. Oh, great segue! That was a great outro. <laughs> Uh, remember to sign up on our website emboardbombs.com for future episodes, new content updates. Again, emboardbombs.com. We also have a new Twitter handle. What is it? At emboardbombs. So follow us on Twitter. We like to get question requests and just stem requests and overall content requests via iTunes reviews. We actually got a recent one on iTunes. What was that about? It's a topic that we're going to be tackling, Blake. Yeah, we got a great review from... Uh this, this guy's username has way too many numbers, but it's basically gamer one two three four three two one two three four three two one. Are you are you serious? That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Anyway, God. he gave us a nice review on t- on uh, October thirtieth. So thank you for the five star review. Thanks, gamer. Um, thank you, gamer. I'm not going to say your numbers. Dr. Briggs and Hussein do an excellent job giving quick takes on numerous common topics and complaints in the ED. Something present in each podcast for all levels of learning. Would love to hear an episode about pain meds, low-dose ketamine versus morphine, or an episode about common ED antibiotics. We would love to cover those, and we will in the future, so I appreciate the recommendation. We're giving you a shout-out. Thanks for the review. If you want to be famous like Gamer123432, 1234321, you should comment. What is that? Is that a bomb? That's the EM board bomb going off in the background there. (laughs) Sorry about that. So, anyways, we appreciate our listeners, and uh, we'll be back next time. See you next time.